Join us in the realm where the keys to project success lies in the depths of understanding the power of dialogue, understanding the root issue, and having a strength of positive spirit. Do you mind if I share a quote uh, with you by James Clear? James Clear has this excellent quote, and I, I wanted to download it to the, to the family today. He said, pay attention to how readily people talk themselves out of things and be wary of adopting the same narrative. People will often try and convince you of their limiting beliefs uh, so it should become your own. They do not find your own ceiling. Again, James Clear. If you're new to the channel, I go by the name of ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. That just simply means Ed. I have an eight point framework in these eight points. I hope to unpack today's title or today's episode, which is entitled, Ooh Wee, When a Project Gets Messy, How to Handle It. Again, I just threw that uh, in there. Ooh Wee, when, <laughs> when a Project Gets Messy, How to Handle It. Let's look at the first point. Listen, first point is very simple, is very honest, is very upfront. Hey, listen, we need to acknowledge. I do mean acknowledge the mess. This is the very first step. See, we need to do a we need to conduct a thorough review of the project current status, including deadlines, budget, quality of work, as well as the scope. You kind of know where I'm going. If you've been following me for a while, that means we're just really basically looking at our triple constraint. An early acknowledgement of issue allows us for a timely intervention as well as a course correction. This allows us an opportunity to pivot. This allows us an opportunity to make a decision and not a choice. Because a lot of times I've seen project managers lead projects and they make choices instead of a decision saying we're going this way. And then if we go this way and we hit a wall, then we'll pivot and make another direction. And I mean, make another decision to go that a different way. Hey, family, I really want to thank everyone who's been locked in, who's been watching uh, and really just, you know, taking that time out their day to subscribe to the channel. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, like, like the, uh, the video, the episode today. If you want to know more uh, get my newsletter is a newsletter that we send out by weekly around project management and personal development. Share this with your, uh, with your, any project managers, you know, and, or if you're new to the project management round, share with people that may be looking for a transition. Let's jump into point number two. Point number two is identify the root cause. A lot of times, family, when we don't look at the root cause and we look at the surface layer, that means we're sweeping things under the rug. That means we're making a, we're thinking we're Houdini. We are creating a disappearing act. Okay, you don't like that one. How about this one, family? We're not taking time to keeping the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is here, family, is that there is something that is going on. There is something that we need to address. So if we, if we don't, if we don't address it properly by looking at the root cause and actually address the issues rather than the symptoms we are in what we call trouble and trouble means that this project is going to be behind schedule this project is probably going to have a messed up scope this project is probably going to have a messed up budget this pro okay you know where I'm going family let's move on to point number three point number three is communicate openly with the team what does that look like hey we dropped the ball hey we messed up how do we do this how do we fix this 
And when we start asking these how questions, now it's time after we ask all of those hows, now we need to start identifying the solutions because it's only so long we can focus on the problem. I've even seen this happen too on, on projects where you can get in a room with a, with a bunch of your stakeholders and they can beat up on the problem for so long that they forgot what we came for. Okay, that's a Jay-Z line. Okay, I'll do this then. They forgot why we're here. See, why we're here is the, is the reason is, is because we need a solution to the problem. We already know what's going on. Let's not act stupid here. And stupid not meaning in education, not stupid as meaning that uh, uh, I, I use it more of a lack of common sense. We've already beat up on the problem. We know that the project is in a state of fluctuation of we are about to lose a customer. We may even lose stakeholders because we messed this project up. So how do we come up with a solution, a proposed solution? I love what, what one, one day, if you mind if I share a story about this family, is, is that, and this is where I learned this valuable lesson. I may have shared this with you before, so if you heard it, please forgive me. I was uh, dealing with, uh, when I was, I was leading a project and I went to the project sponsor and I said, man, we have a, a problem here. And he just looked at me. I said, we have a problem here. And he just looked at me. I said, okay, um, this is the actual problem. And I started describing the problem and he's still looking at me. And I'm like, man, what is, you know, in my mind, I'm like, man, what is wrong with this guy? And he said, are you done? And I said, well, I believe so. I mean, I just told you the problem. He said, you went over the problem multiple times, but you know what you lacked in doing. I said, no, what did I lack in doing? Because at this point, you know, I got me a little toot at that point, which wasn't, you know, I didn't let it come out. You know, I kept it, I kept it professional, but that's what, you know, you know, I was thinking that I was thinking that just work with me a little bit family. But he said, you know what you did? He said, you didn't come with a proposed solution. Yes, I am the project sponsor, but you are the project manager. It, the buck starts and ends with you. You lead this. And if you're leading it and not managing it, you should have came to me with a proposed solution. I don't care if it's right. I don't care if it's if it's way out to left field, but you need to you need to have it so I'm not doing the thinking for you. I know you got this and I believe you got this and because I believe you got this, next time we run up against a problem, come to me with a proposed solution. Then we unpack that proposed solution. I'll help you build a better solution and now look what's happening. We're working together. So family, when we're talking about have, communicating openly, we talk about being transparent in our communication you already know how I feel about being transparent in our communication. When we're transparent in our communication, it fosters trust. It fosters, my favorite word, collaboration. And it also fosters the ability to essentially have a project recovery. Let's move on to point number four. And one of my favorites, you know I love personal development. Maintain a positive attitude. I know it's easier said than done. I know it sounds like what my mama say. She'll say, don't do as I do, do as I say. I know, I know, mom, you're right, you're right. But honestly, if we look at it, family, uh, when you have a positive attitude, um, it's, it's going to be challenging. You know, when you lead a project, you're, you're going to have some rough bumps because we know a project is a temporary endeavor. It's not like a op something operation that you're doing over and over. So you have the certain expectation you can kind of see around the corner. But with projects, you have to be prepared to pivot. You have to have a resilient attitude, which helps you navigate through tough times because tough times come. But always, always, I tell you, family, this builds your character as a project manager uh, when you're leading projects because you have to keep that team in, uh, in motivated. You have to keep them inspired. See, that's what separates a leader from a manager. A manager is not going to keep you inspired. 
they're not going to keep you motivated. They're so more concerned with the task, but what they fail to realize if they keep you inspired, they keep you motivated and keep pushing and keeping the main thing, the main thing and getting in there like Les Brown said and getting some mud on you, getting dirty with you and showing you, hey, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. And I'm not, I'm not just talking and I'm living it as you can see. So family, I say all that to say is keeping a solution focused mindset or better yet, I love what Carol Dweck said, uh, said in her book mindset, keeping a growth mindset is going to be imperative, important for you to have the success that you need. Point number five, pivoting the project direction. Understand a lot of times family, uh, especially in a waterfall type methodology, we want to, we barely want to change, but we forgot that there is something called a cab. Okay. Um, how about this? It's something called a change management board where you put in change management tickets. So when you do that, that means we have to make a change because evidently the direction that we've chosen is not working. And yes, I know it comes with this family because I can see the project managers already leaving comments in the comment section say, Hey, well, there may be a high strategy. I mean, a high issue of uh, risk, but listen, family, we have to make that decision. But when you start making choices like, ah, and you're on the fence with it, make the decision and document the risk that may come along with it. And if those risks come into place, make sure you have a plan to support those particular risks before they become an actual issue. Let's move on to point number six. Point number six is implementing a strict or I should say implementing strict deadlines and penalties. Now, I know it comes with this as well, family. Sometimes that when you implement a strong, and I do mean strong, strict deadline and penalties, stress is going to show its ugly face. And I hate to admit it that I wish I could tell you, family, if you chose this career or chose this thing that I love that I hope you fall in love called project management, you wouldn't experience any stress. If I told you that, I wouldn't be telling the truth. I wouldn't be being transparent with you as someone that loves this thing. So I would tell you, yes, there is some stress that comes with it, but there's some joy on the other side of the stress that comes with this as well. So what I'm saying to you is, family, if you make the decision that, hey, we need to implement strict deadlines and penalties by connecting with your sponsor and you guys come to that conclusion, be ready to stand on business, be ready to move forward with the direction that you guys have made and chose and let's move forward. Let's move on to point number seven, engaging in external consultants or experts. Listen, I've been many times, I've actually been a consultant where I've pushed in to help on projects because of the expertise that I had within my wheelhouse. And there's some times that we may need to get some consultants or someone that has a better skill set in a particular area to support the project, to, to get the project back on track, or maybe even to fast track the, the actual project. Either way, the purpose of a consultant or, or, or an expert, or I'll just say both, really kind of combination of both, is to really to help the team that, and, and to to come to be a team player is not to come to be a know-it-all It's not to come to be you know it's, it's all about them no it's actually to come and assist and lead the team and provide invaluable uh information the way i look at a consultant is a consultant has the ability to look around the corner on things that maybe you may have overlooked oh i like that okay maybe you don't like that a consultant is the one that able to come in because their exposure to their specialty of what they've been trained in has the ability to come in and assist to give you that that push and moving towards a successful project point number eight implement regular check-ins and updates listen continually monitoring helps maintaining project momentum and identifying project 
um, early and often. I know people don't like to be in meetings on a constantly basis, but when that project turns a mess, there's no there's no opportunity to sit back and make everyone comfortable. Now we have to move forward. Now we have to do something that I know we don't want to do. It may be daily meetings. It may be every other day meetings, but we have to get this project back on track to show that, hey, our team can handle this. I have two bonuses, family, since you stuck around. The first bonus is revisit and revise the project plan. I'm not talking about the project schedule. You know I'm about to go on my rant. So if you don't want to hear the rant, just move forward. Here we go. Here's the rant. There's a difference between project management plan and project schedule. You know, a lot of people will say, how's your project management plan? Well, are you talking about the 10 knowledge areas? Oh, okay. What are you referencing when you say that? So the project management plan consists of your 10 knowledge areas. The project schedule is a consistent of your schedule of how you're tracking the, the actual project. So be flexible and adaptable to want to change your project management plan. Look at where you can make some adjustments and then make the change to move forward. The last and final bonus I have for you is prioritize tasks and milestones. Understand what needs what needs full attention and what doesn't, what resources are needed and what are not. I hope this helps somebody today, family. I go by the name of ED. Until next time, I'm out.